Insert jingle. Welcome. Insert jingle. Be the one, be the one. Welcome. Be the one. Insert Have you had any interesting dreams lately, David? I have, but none that I can remember. That surprises me. You always seem so desperate to want to share them with me. <laughs> nope. Let's move on. <laughs> have you had any interesting dreams? Well, funny you should ask. <laughs> there is one I did have a couple of weeks ago, as oh. it happens. Wow. Well, <laughs> thus concludes our dream Oh, segment. Oh, wow. Do you have any special word for bread roll in Cardiff or St. Melons? I think all the ones that that exist all across the UK. All the yeah. ones? Butty, bap. Well, hold on, hold on a minute. Chip butty. But wait, a butty is not... A, oh, okay. It's a, it's a roll filled with chips or bacon, I suppose. Yeah, so it's a roll. <laughs> but I'm talking about the just the roll, an unfilled roll. A plain roll. A bread roll, if you will. If you please. You know, baps, buns, rolls. Just the usuals. I'm pretty sure that I'm not forgetting something. Well, where were you all from? Cockney Jim. Well, we just call it a roll. That's that. Just always just a roll. <laughs> what about uh, when it's like a less of a long shape? What, like a round one? Like a, yeah. I mean, I suppose it depends on what the the, the local supermarket calls them. Like you've got the you've got a crispy roll, you know, for for dipping in tomato soup and whatnot, and you've got the tiger rolls, which you might make a nice sarni out of. Oh, but you're still saying roll. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm using the word roll. That's true, correct. So you don't call them baps, or uh... I wouldn't call it a bap. No, no. But ah, to me, a bap is a specific type of roll. Yeah, it's the circular, fluffy, and a bit dusty, maybe with a bit of. Dusting of flour on them? I mean, I wouldn't preclude that, but I wouldn't say it's necessary in the definition. There used to be a cafe slash bakery in Old Windsor called Bev's Baps. And how were Bev's Baps? I never went. You never saw Bev? Nor her Baps. One of my biggest regrets in life. But in, in other parts of the country, I hear they use crazy words like Balm cake. Have you heard that one? What? Google it. Balm cake. <laughs> <laughs> I hear they use words like cake. That was just one person having a stroke. <laughs> Other words include tea cake. No, tea cake is a chocolate thing with marshmallow inside. What? Tea cakes are amazing. Oh, that. Yes. Okay, that's a tea cake. But also, no, a tea cake is also um, is also a kind of like roll that you, you no, toast. No, 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 no. You, you might have with a cup of tea or something. Hence the name tea cake. You know, I used to love a good hot cross bun. Yeah. And actually, I, I had my last one that I that I brought with me from my last trip to the UK this morning. So I've got no hot cross buns left, but I'm planning on ordering some at an extortionate price 
and to hell with the consequences. I'm not sure I can eat them anymore, but uh, although when you toast them, the, the raisins tend to melt, don't they? Melt? I don't know what kind of toaster you have, Dav, but That's mine my memory just of it. toasts shit. It doesn't melt no, shit. No, the, ra- the raisins, though. Doesn't, the raisins. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't melt the raisins either. It just warms them. Clearly, raising your spirits. <laughs> Let's nutmeg a big deal out of this. Um, a cinnamon, a cinnamon and raisin bagel as well. That's a that's a tasty treat. I cinnamony word plays better than that one. The bagels are a lot more aggressive than the seagulls. <laughs> bagels I like a good bagel actually did you know they're really fucking calorific really fucking calorific <laughs> expialidocious <laughs> oh that wouldn't have been nearly as funny if I hadn't had so much wine <laughs> I haven't got very high tolerance these days. I haven't got very high tolerance these days. How do you say bread in Welsh? Bada. Bada. Bada bing. Bada boom. Bada. B-A-R-A. Right. Do you ever use the word bada when you're speaking English? No. Okay. Okay. Well, how do you say roll in English? Roll. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. How do you say um, how, how do you say roll in Welsh? Is this a roll? Roll. Ah. Ah, roll. <laughs> ah, Welsh cake. Yeah, roll in. Roll in butter, bread roll. How do you say I'm on a roll in Welsh? <laughs> well, you can't translate that. No, I can't. But you can. What well, you definitely can't say it literally. It won't make any sense. We are rolling. Doesn't mean anything. It literally means like maybe if you're sitting on a roll. We are rolling. <laughs> this is what I put. I'm on a roll in Google Translate. It's come out with uh, we are Govrester, which is basically I'm on a <laughs> I'm on a registry. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you had a sketch of some kind. I was going to tell you about my dream, actually. Oh, yeah. Actually, that was quite a long time ago. Yeah, go ahead. So I go into Starbucks and join the queue. There are yellow circles on the floor indicating where people should stand. I get to the end of the queue and two ladies walk in and walk straight over to the barista who takes their order. I notice this and ask the barista... Are you taking their order? He says, yes. And I say, I've been standing here waiting. He apologises. I say to the two ladies, have you been here before? And they say, yes, we come every day. I say, if you come here every day, then you know how it works. Stand on the fucking circle. (laughs) What, you actually said that in the dream? I actually went there. You were that aggressive. I point. I was. I was. I was irate, Dav. They pushed in the queue. I don't understand why. 
So I point to one of these yellow circles behind me on the on the floor. They go and stand on the circle, even though it's pointless now because they've already placed their order. Meanwhile, the barista's colleague smiles from his till and I go over to him for him to take my order. He's very friendly. I ask for a tall latte. Standard. He gets a cup ready, but it's actually two smaller cups of different sizes, one inside the other, so that it's the same height as a tall cup. I ask him why he's done that. He says it's because they have no tall cups left, but by doing it like that, it's the same thing. I struggle to understand how this can work and say, you know what, just give me a grande. I'm conscious of the fact that it sounds like I'm asking for an upgrade at no extra cost and partly hoping it will be interpreted that way, but open to paying the full price if that's what they charge me. Meanwhile, my barista keeps writing loads of shit on my cup, which on closer inspection I can't decipher. The previous barista comes over looking sheepish. He seems to think I'm complaining about what he did earlier and that he's going to get in trouble but eventually he goes away. I'm now in teaching mode and my barista is a student. I was unprepared for this transition, so I just give him a reading exam to do while I get on with something else. An hour passes. Irritatedly, he tells me, I've done this one before. I say, you should have told me that an hour ago. He grumbles, And then I wake up. You you must have noticed that structurally that is very similar to the last one you told me. Actually, it did occur to me that it was about queuing, wasn't it? And then about students in the same order. Oh, true. Yeah. Like it's like the exact same dream (laughs) structure. Maybe I'm revealing too much about myself here. That you're very obsessed with queuing and teaching. We know they don't know they don't know how to fucking queue in Spain. And That's the cool. injustices of queuing. <laughs> they have their own kind of system here where basically if you go to a post office or like a waiting room of some kind, you don't stand in a line. You stand in a in a fucking muddle of of whatever the fuck you want, you know, whether it's in a bank or wherever. And the system is every person who walks in says, Who's the last one? And then someone will say me. And then you remember that that person was before you. And then the next person walks in and says, who was the last one? You say you. But everyone just like kind of sits about wherever they want. It's yeah, very it's distressing. It's a stupid system. Because it, it never works. I, I have this weird, like disembodied memory, not disembodied, but a memory that I can't place in my chronology. I know I was in a foreign country waiting for a haircut. And I remember the waiting for the haircut and what happened when I was waiting for the haircut, but I don't remember which country I was in, what period of my life this was. Genuinely, can't remember who was in How many countries have you Spain. had haircuts in? Well, France, Spain, Czech Republic and the UK. Uh-huh. But it wasn't in the UK. So it was one of those other three. I can't remember if it was on Erasmus or if it was sometime in Prague, but I remember arriving. Arriving? Sitting down and the the only guy who was there before me went to get his haircut and then the other the other guy arrived and like opened a newspaper and like clearly saw that I was the only other person there when he arrived. And then, no, okay, so the guy who was there when I arrived was still sitting 
So there was three of us in the end. So they came over, obviously the guy who was there before either of us arrived went. And then, okay, no, no, I'm still remembering wrong. This is a great story so far. <laughs> so they I'm came, on the edge of my bloody seat here, Dad. They came over and the guy who just arrived stood up as if it was his turn. No. Y- yeah. And then, obviously, no, obviously the guy who was already there went. But I was like, okay, I need to be on my fucking game because he <laughs> does, doesn't seem to realize that he just arrived last. And he made, I, I, I made sure to get it because I'm pretty sure like the staff of the, the hairdressers knew that I was there before him as well. Yeah. And he made such a fucking fuss out of it. Like he made a real atmosphere as it like he genuinely believed that he arrived before me when everyone could see that it wasn't the case. <laughs> Just one of those people with their heads so far up their own ass. Oh my God. I hate that. That they would always believe that they'd arrived first, even when they clearly hadn't. I was so pissed off. Even though I got there ahead of him, I was so pissed off that he was pissed off for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that that kind of thing ruins your day, doesn't it? Yeah. It ruins your whole day because you think there's people out there like that. And and that could and that you could have easily just let that slide, let him gone in first. Oh, I can't let that kind of thing slide. Like that would really ruin my day. Because he'd be there all smug, like, yeah, I arrived first and I'm getting my hair cut fucking first. And I'd just be sitting there like some fucking You know what I hate? I hate when the staff don't back you up. When you're queuing for a, um, at a stand or the till or something and someone pushes it and the the cashier or the barista or whatever, they clocked you. They knew you were standing there, but then some wanker walks in front of you and they just serve them as if, you know, that's normal. Yeah, in that sense, it's like they're too meek to to point out anything. It always annoyed me in bars, especially when I was young, like when we were on Erasmus. So when I was like 20, 21, so it was like slightly chubby. When I was 21. A hopeless young man. And it would you, take me You really so were long. a hopeless young man. <laughs> like... They just wouldn't serve me for forever a lot of the time. It's funny because it was... if you went back now and you were surrounded by the same people you were surrounded by back then, you'd be served first for sure. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind my saying so. <laughs> I would serve you first any day of the week. <laughs> Doesn't matter how tired you would look or how... How scruffy your your trainers were. Oh, man. I I mean, I brought it on myself just thinking of the way I used to fucking dress in Nantes as well. Just the same (sighs) baggy T-shirt and hoodies and jeans and shitty trainers. Did you wear baggy jeans? Because I was on the skinny skinny jeans look back then. Because I remember that's when it was the late noughties that skinny jeans came in. And I think I wore my first pair of like skinny jeans to Nantes. And now I, I see that skinny's going out of fashion. Now it's this kind of baggy 90s look that's coming back in. It's awful. Yeah, actually, I meant to tell you that uh, this is sort of... Did I tell you about the building opposite my flat? What about it? Well, it was always a mystery to me since I moved flat almost exactly a year ago, actually. And Fun fact. It, it was just this sort of um, empty building with no signs on it. And like a big building, clearly not an apartment building, that I was just like, what? what is it? I, I had so many different theories. And over the last sort of six months, they've been renovating it. And it turns out that it used to be and is now again like a cultural center, which is 
a really cool thing to have opposite me. It's like genuinely directly opposite me. I'm looking at it now and there's like a nice cool like bar at the front that's like a cafe in the daytime uh, and they're going to have like shows and show films in there and things. Is it like a sex dungeon at night? <laughs> no, I think it's uh, it's more of like a hipster, artsy kind of young person hangout. But um, so they have these weird art shows on. Obviously, we're still in uh, lockdown, so there's like a, a a room at the front that you can see through big windows. So they have these little performances in there every evening. Sexual so have a lot of these, performances? Like, <laughs> no. You're barking up the wrong tree there. And just some of the people I see hanging around there, like the 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 twenty year olds, some of the clothes they're wearing, mm. I've realized for the first time that I am now becoming a not young person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like your style is is visibly different from that of the younger generations. And you're not even aware of, of it happening until you until you actually, you know, you notice it on someone. You're out of yeah, the loop. Yeah, and it's, it's a bit of a catch-22 because if you just decide to go out and buy all the clothes that they're wearing, you would look like a bit, you know, in denial, like some sad old git who is trying to be in with the kids. Yeah, and it's weird when you re- you finally reach this. I mean, we're going to have it worse than this for sure, but this is the first taste we're, we're actually getting of this in our in the stage of our lives we're in now, 31, 32 we're actually noticing how young people dress yeah. and being a little bit repulsed by it. Yeah, but it's also a bit extreme down there because they're also like artsy young people. They're not just True. young people. I'm quite excited for when lockdown finally ends because I think it'll be a cool place to, to meet people. Hmm. I just had a flashback to 2010. Oh, God, that sounds like so long ago now. It's ridiculous. Wow. It's like March 2010. It was you, me, and a friend of ours doing a, a little bit of traveling around the Iberian Peninsula, specifically Spain. One of us said something about, like, uh, we were talking about the old people. When we were old people, what would we wear? We were talking about how old people dressed back then. And someone said something like, about us being old when we're wearing sort of old people's clothes, like, you know, suit and tie or whatever, or um, the kind of thing old people were wearing when we were walking around Granada, old Spanish people, because you know how old Spanish people dress, they're, they're quite formal. And one of us said that we obviously wouldn't be wearing a suit and tie just because we were old in like 50 years time. We'd be wearing what we wear then we're fifth of the way there but in the future so we'd be wearing and i think we actually someone mentioned like skinny jeans as 80 70 80 year old people we'd be wearing like skinny jeans and stuff do you remember this conversation well I, i'm not sure because I, it's a conversation i've had many times since i think i may have been the one who brought it up because it's a thing i used to think about uh, when i was younger because my granddad always used to like always used to be wearing a shirt and trousers, like shirt tucked into the trousers. Like you could go to his house unannounced in like the middle of a weekday. And that's just the clothes that he would put on, you know, that's the things he would have on. And I wondered, is that, is that because that's what people wore back in his day? Or is that something that you start to do when you get old? 
and I'm still not 100% on what the answer to that is. Well, I think Maybe. it's pretty clear that it's a it's a thing of his generation, isn't it? I mean, yeah, probably. elderly people used to dress up to go. Like my granddad's always telling me about how when he went to visit his grandparents, he'd wear his best clothes, unlike what I do now when I go and see him. <laughs> you Is know, criticizing you when he when he tells you this. Well, in in a in a kind of jovial way, you know, he he's picked up on how. My relationship with him and Manan is so different from his relationship with his grandparents because it was, he was close to his grandparents, but it was much more, you'd make an effort to dress up when you went down to visit them and stuff. You know, you'd, you'd do your hair and you'd wear a blazer and trousers and stuff. Whereas me, I get smashed on ale with him, you know, it's a much more informal kind of. Can I meet him? Can you meet him? I quite like to get smashed on ale. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't mention the wall? cereal. Oh. <laughs> because I don't, might don't. have mentioned a Welsh friend of mine who woke me up eating cereal on the kitchen floor. Did you mention that that was a dream that you had? Uh, and didn't actually happen? Can't remember. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, got to be the most ridiculous moment of our friendship, and it didn't actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't remember how this actually came up. Yeah, how did it come? How did it come up? I think originally, it, I think it only came up at least at at least a year after the actual event. It came up a long time after because you were very annoyed by it, <laughs> the thing that didn't actually happen. To clarify for the listeners. What was it? I I, rem- I remember that time I was staying at yours or at your grandparents' place when they weren't there, and you had this fantasy that I woke you up. Well, I wouldn't. I would hold on a second. I wouldn't describe it as a fantasy. Like it I was, was. It was what that I just helped myself to some cocoa pops. No, no, we don't. We don't buy cocoa pops, Dav. What? What was it? Well, it would have been cornflakes or Weetabix, and that I just helped myself in the middle of the night. Was it? <laughs> or in the morning no, silly <laughs> no it was like the next morning it was it was earlier than i normally get up because normally i i sleep in till like 12 1 yeah no i know i know that. and and you're one of these morning people who gets up stupidly early even when you don't oh. have work or school I so think, no i think anyone who knows me who might ever listen to this it's going to realise just how bad you are at getting up when you call me a morning person. But you get up for the gym and stuff. You you've got you've you've got you've you've gone through phases of getting up at five a.m. Oh, that's long. That's in my past. <laughs> but still, you know, you're it's something you you're capable of doing, and you're capable of getting up at seven, eight, nine, ten, whenever it was, to still cereal. For my grandparents' cupboard, and eat it on the floor for some reason. Well, yeah, I mean that obviously happened. Crunch, crunch, crunch. I had all a, I could I, hear. I had a sofa and a table, but I just like sitting on the kitchen floor. <laughs> you, you, just, you just couldn't wait, could you? I couldn't. I couldn't even wait to walk the four steps to the sofa that it. <laughs> That it would have taken for me to have a comfortable seat. So these cornflakes ain't waiting. 
<laughs> and neither am I. Say a word. Uh, dog. Dog, that's a great word to begin a story. Uh, okay, and I'm going to say? Bone. Function. As? One, full stop. <laughs> and? And after a full stop, that's bold. Cat? Food. Tastes? Like? Heaven. <laughs> full stop. The extremely steamy boudoir of the most respected presidential candidate since Donald Jones. <laughs> was caught <laughs> the boudoir was caught <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah of course was caught uh, in flames as <laughs> someone tried to douse <laughs> It. <laughs> Out. Full stop. <laughs> Why are people <laughs> so fucking <laughs> goddamn? Incredibly <laughs> human, full stop. No question mark. I refuse to believe that the only explanation for this is that someone never even asked why people can be so fucking <laughs> <laughs> splendid. No full stop. Full stop. <laughs> However, comma. Should. <laughs> the. Foreseeable. Yield. Such inexplicable 
results as these previous <laughs> full I mean comma Then <laughs> I just have no recourse whatsoever. Full stop. Going forward. We probably should consider the obvious following. Hold on. <laughs> Whenever life becomes like cloudy days <laughs> comma all trespassers must be executed <laughs> <laughs> full stop dog and bone function as one and cat food tastes like heaven. The extremely steamy boudoir of the most respected presidential candidate since Donald Jones <laughs> was caught in flames as someone tried to douse it out. <laughs> Why are people so fucking goddamn incredibly human? I refuse to believe that the only explanation for this is that someone never even asked why people can be so fucking splendid. <laughs> However, should the foreseeable yield such inexplicable results as these previous, then I just have no recourse whatsoever. <laughs> Going forward, we should, we probably should consider the obvious following. Whenever life becomes like cloudy days, all trespassers must be executed. That is genius right there. I heard on the radio the other day uh, in in Spain that um, it's quite likely that within the next couple of months we'll be able to take our masks off outside. And I just thought, I just remember thinking, even just like just eighteen months ago, the thought of hearing that on the radio would have been unthinkable. And now it's like it's just com- just a completely normal part of life. And and I had a, I read a tweet today that said, from such and such a date in the UK, hugging will be allowed again. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's, it's so crazy. But I can't believe, it's already a year now since the deconfinement started 
in Spain. So by now, I'd already gone through the whole full lockdown experience. I don't think anyone quite, unless you experienced lockdown in Spain, I don't think that anyone can really appreciate what lockdown was really like. You could not even, you could not be in the street for any reason apart from to be on the way to or from a supermarket or chemist. And even then, if you were coming back from the supermarket and you didn't have enough food in your bag, they could fine you. If you didn't have enough food in your bag? Yes, there were stories of people who were who had come back from, you know, who would, who had been walking around and had been approached by the police and they and the people had said I've just been to the supermarket and all they had in their bag was like a bottle of like a liter of coke or something and you know maybe some welsh tea cakes and they got fined because that's not considered an essential shop so this so this day was such a surreal day i cannot stress enough how weird it was not only to be able to roam the streets freely again, but to be with Georgina. Because until then, since mid-March, we weren't allowed to leave the flat together. Like we, we, no, t- two people from the same household were not allowed to be outside together. One of you could go and do your shop. And on this day, we could both go out. And then I remember when we were leaving the flat, we were walking down our street, looking at each other, thinking... This is really weird. We're both outside together again. And it was just really weird. And we could go wherever we wanted. But until the cutoff point, because there was like, throughout the day, there were these windows of time where people of various age groups were allowed to roam freely. Children, people with children or people over 60 or whatever. It was very strange. And and the, th- the thought that that, that, crazy situation was a year ago is just just like mind-blowing stuff yeah i to be honest i can't even remember what was happening for me a year ago and it wasn't a good time because it's shortly after i moved in that i ended up having that operation and then your penis enlargement yeah and how's it doing smaller than it was before (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think it could get any smaller, could it? It's a marvel. <laughs> that could be the thumbnail for this podcast episode. I mean, you you can't you can barely see it, so the, it won't the, even the be toe, the technically explicit. Do you mind <laughs> what? I don't appreciate you flatulating in my vicinity. I can't help it. It's normal to get gas on a plane. Why do you think it's illegal to smoke on planes now? Set everyone's farts alight and the whole fucking aircraft would blow up. We haven't even taken off yet. (laughs) Must be me nerves then. Are you a nervous flyer? No. I have a very important meeting the other end. Oh, where are you flying to? What do you mean, where am I flying to? We're on the same fucking plane. 
Well, you might be connecting at Bristol, flying onwards to Cardiff or Swindon. Flying onwards to Cardiff. Well, I'm not. (laughs) I'm flying to Bristol for a very important meeting. What's the meeting about? You ask a lot of questions, Mrs. Wax. Mrs. Wax. But you can call me Mrs. Slice. And you are... The name's Map. <laughs> Mr. Map. Enchanté. I say, Mrs. Slice, don't suppose you could help me put me phone on flight mode, perchance? Oh, I'm afraid I wouldn't know how either. That's the job of my husband's... Husbands? How many husbands have you got? Just the one. One husband's. He's up with his technology at 20 years old. 20. How old are you? Me? Why, I'm, uh, 25 years old. Hmm. And you, Mr. Map? I'm 57. Oh, what's a young gentleman like you? I mean, I knew it. You're not really 25 years old. How old are you, really? You better tell me the truth. I'm a government receptionist and I can look up your records if I really want. I'm actually 75. You don't look a day younger. You're too kind. (laughs) Say, Mrs. Slice, I'm surprised to notice that my flatulence has come to an unexpected end. That's because I slipped certain anti-flatulence tablets in your tomato juice. What? What business have you carrying anti-flatulence tablets around with you? (laughs) You never know when you might be sitting next to someone (laughs) with flatulence problems on a plane. Are there any side effects? Oh, yes. Common side effects include excessive generosity, greater observance, hot sweats, and an increased likelihood of pissing yourself randomly. (laughs) Is that in terms of (laughs) laughter or urination? Both. For fuck's sake. You ought to be more grateful. You're right. I'm so sorry. How can I repay you? Would you like some crisps? What flavour are they? Plain. Oh, no, thank you. I've never seen the point in plain crisps. The crisps aren't plain. I'm just pointing out we're on a fucking plane. The crisps are ready sorted. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I understood by plain anyway. It's not the same. Plain crisps have no fucking salt. Well, no thanks all the same. I'm more of a moutard pickles flavour lady. Or cheeseburger. Excuse me, this is Slice. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm overhearing someone else's conversation. I say, Mrs. Crumb, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling rather peckish. I've got a case of the munchies too, Mr. Crumb. Did you pack the egg and asparagus toasties? I thought you were bringing them. No, I didn't, Mr. Crumb. They'll be sitting in the airing cupboard. Oh, confound it. I'll starve on this flight. Oh, well. At least they'll keep nice and warm for our return in five weeks' time. Excuse me, would you like some crisps? 
Mm. Some of my crisps. Have them. Take them. They're for you. No. I insist. We don't want your bloody crisps. Get away. There's a hole in the packet. You've clearly already begun to eat them. No, I haven't had a single one. But your hands are in the packet. I was going to feed them to you for your convenience. Excuse me, sir. Please take a seat. The plane's about to take off. Yes, sit down, you crazy bastard. We'll order something off the in-flight menu. Yes, have you egg and asparagus toasties? I'm afraid we don't. On short flights, we only have banana sandwiches. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> Please go back to your seat, sir. But I just pissed myself randomly. Well, you can laugh as much as you like in your seat. No, I mean I pissed me pants. I must go to the toilet. I'm afraid you'll have to wait till we're in the air. Fine. I can't afford to hold up this flight. I have a very important meeting. Psst. This is your captain speaking. Welcome aboard this WTF-321 flight to Bristol. Tune in next time to find out what the fuck is going on. So long, farewell, Alvida saying goodbye. It's all TV, that's how you say goodbye.